Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, and a happy Easter to everybody. Uh, good Friday. We are closed tomorrow. Uh, both Arizona and Colorado offices will be closed tomorrow for Good Friday. The markets are closed. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. But don't worry. You can always go out to allamericangold.com, go out to the shopping cart, and buy all the gold and silver you like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, rain or shine, uh, good weather, bad weather, uh, it doesn't matter. It will be there for you uh, as we're wrapping up. To, uh, we got more economic data out today. We got to go over. Uh, we had retail sales. Uh, we had import price inflation data out. Uh, jobless claim data out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, more Freedom of Information Act requests to find out. Uh, what and who the central bank's been loaning money to. Uh, this is something if you have uh, money market accounts, you want to pay attention today. Uh, those were in a lot of trouble when COVID started to run through uh, the shutdown uh, and who was bailing out who. And remember, yesterday we told you, listen, there's, there's more than one set of rules. You have the, well, I'll call them uh, you know, uh, rules of convenience, rules that really aren't rules. You know, when, you know, growing up, you know, we all did it where, where you know, you're, you're, you're playing a game. Maybe you're playing with your brothers. Maybe you're playing it with uh, the neighbors or the kid across the street. And all of a sudden, uh, you're winning the game. And lo and behold, uh, the rules change. This is exactly how they have all of the things they tell you to do. This, uh, the pinstripe bandits, all, all the all, all the places where they want you to keep your money. Just understand that whenever they decide, they can change the rules. Right? We obviously we saw it most recently in in the nickel market. Matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of people saying that the, uh, in Chicago, where all the commodities in the United States trade in Chicago, in the mercantile exchange, saying, hey, we should try to make a play uh, for the London markets because, you know, China owns London. They actually own the London Metals Exchange. Well, guess what? It's not, it's not happening because uh, I think most people know, well, hey, if, we would have done the same thing. Right? Emergency, let's change the rules. What you need to know, what does this mean for you? You need to know the following. Whenever they determine there's an emergency, they can stop you from taking money out of your bank accounts. They can stop you from closing your bank accounts. They can stop you in your E-Trade or Schwab or, you know, hey, well, I don't, Robin Hood. You know, for those of you that, you know, quote-unquote day trade, at any moment, nope, you can't. You're stuck.
whatever stocks you own, that's what you own. They can stop you from withdrawing money out of your money markets. They can stop you from making changes to your 401Ks, to your IRAs. And, And again, when does that happen? When you absolutely positively should make those changes. It's a crisis. You know what? Hey, I better get that money out of the bank. I better, I better go all cash in the stock market. Uh-uh. They're not going to allow it. And that's why you need to be prepared. Because we know another crash is coming. Right? I mean, come on, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. I mean, we got big trouble ahead, Jason. And they've got the game rigged. Yeah, Joe, it's it's rigged in a ways that I don't think most people really understand. You know, you, you're at the top of the ladder, so to speak, and you want to do well yourself, right? You know, you know, you could you could own half of a country, but you know, hey, there's still half a country to buy, right? So they they uh, they make right. the, the system right. produces for them, Joe. Yeah, and again, oh, I called my broker, and he said, no, no, that isn't true. Thing, you need a new broker because one of two things: number one, he either doesn't know. Which, which would be shameful. Or they do know, but hey, they've been told to lie. Because if you knew the truth, you would get yourself protected. I mean, it, it, it's really just that simple. Uh, so you look at uh, numbers today, retail sales. They were up half of a percent. The problem was month over, now this was a March number, month over month inflation. Just month over month from February to March was up 1.4% for the month. So that actually means at a half of a percent in growth of retail sales, we actually shrunk by almost a whole percent. It was a big number. And of course, if you took gasoline out, retail sales had no growth at all. So, so Jason, again, what have we been talking about? Inflation, much worse than you thought, much worse than they were telling you anyway, which is exactly what we, we've been saying. That's exactly what's been happening. A, an economy that is slowing down, which is exactly what's happening. And at the same time, uh, they're going to start with the big rate hikes and, and allegedly selling off all these bonds that they purchased. You know what that's called, folks? called stagflation how do you like it so far Patriot radio news hour we're going to be back right after the break 800-951-0592 Patriot radio news hour joe jaquin and jason walker on on uh, retail sales uh excluding gas retail sales were actually down three tenths of a percent uh, again not not what you want to see of uh, the control group this is and again, uh, the Federal Reserve playing games. This is the number that they use to calculate GDP. It's called the control group. That number was down a tenth of a percent. At the same time, import prices. So think about the inflation data we got this week. Uh, Tuesday, we had the consumer price index, which, again, it doesn't actually track inflation, but we got to take it for what it is, 8.5%. 8.5%. And inside of that number, if you took the 
inflation from February to March, and you annualize that number, it was almost 14%. Then yesterday, we had the producer prices. Now, what you would like to see is the producer price inflation to start falling. Because then maybe, you know, okay, if they're paying a little less, maybe we can pay a little less. You know, that just makes sense. It didn't happen. Matter of fact, producer price came in at over 11%. And then once again, if you took just the increase from February to March, the producer price and annualized that, it would have been 17%. Today... We got import prices, right? So this is, you know, and obviously, as we know, right, the United States is a debtor nation. Right? We don't run trade surpluses. Matter of fact, it's kind of—it's it, not even ironic. We closed the gold window, essentially, you know, uh, we'll call it Bretton Woods II, if you will, in 1971. I want to say the very last trade surplus the United States had was 1972. And we've never run a trade pro surplus since. Import prices, Jason, up 12.5%. And once again, you know, I do your little, you know, hey, if you just take February to March, that increase, you're talking 20% inflation if you annualize. Yeah. Well, Joe, I'll tell you this: you, what you were, what you're explaining uh, on the last segment, and then coming to this one, growth is slowing. And what, what people think, yeah, you know, I, I think Joe, you hit people sometimes. I think you're you're so big and you're and you're so direct, and you, you know, it, it's hard for some people to keep up. Uh, I'll try to dumb it down a little bit. When, when when you drop interest rates and you sell off the balance sheet, when the Fed does that, that's normally to cool off a red hot market, and growth is slowing. Whatever, whatever they, they say the market is doing, which I don't think it's been red hot and the economy's been great, but, but by their numbers, Joe, it's, you know, it's, it is slowing by their own numbers, and that's not the time that you raise interest rates and sell off balance sheet, right, Joe? That's usually where quantitative, quantitative easing comes in, right? Well, yeah, it, it's the opposite effect. See, we should have been, when we were having this huge growth, that's, that's when the Fed should have been raising rates yep right that's when the fed should have been reducing its balance sheet see but it's in reverse because really ultimately really what we had was we just had a massive increase in the money supply that was it Right? We handed people money. We flooded the markets. It wasn't sustainable growth. And, and now all of a sudden, and again, because they want to believe their own nonsense, the modern money theory, we can just, you know what? Ah, forget about everything we learned in our textbooks at Harvard and Yale. Yeah, we can just print all we want. Because we got all these tools. See, it, it, we can print it all because we took our balance sheet from $700 billion to $9 trillion. So, see, it didn't really all get out there. It's fine. It's wonderful. Oh, that's wrong. Matter of fact, you know what we're learning today? Keynesian economics is a farce. 
right? Keynesian economics came in really during the Great Depression. And you got to remember, the, the size of our government back then was tiny. Heck, we didn't have budget deficits. I mean, during the Great Depression, people are shocked to realize, you know what, we ran a lot of budget surpluses. And I mean, we tried to, you know what the government tried to do? Hey, we're going to spend what we take in, and, and maybe every, you know, one year we may go a little over, but the next year we'll go a little under. I mean, you got to remember the, the whole debt, the entire national debt was like a hundred billion dollars in 1933. The whole debt. That was it. Joe, and think, most of that was from World War One. I, I think, Joe, that the uh, the decisions they made with inflation last year, not attacking it, I think they're. I think it's purposeful. I think there's a, some sort of desired effect that they want. I mean, uh, lo and behold, the war starts in February. You know, in the midst of this 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 inflation blizzard, uh, I, I I think there's uh, definitely a plan in the works, Joe, for where they want uh, to push I'm, this I'm going to tell you this right now. We said it uh, in the half empty cup of Joe show yesterday. You know, this is a banker war. There were consequences for bringing interest rates to zero for a decade and a half. And in, and let's face it, a lot of the world, and, I, and I'll say the 93 countries that are, 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 you know, voting, you know, to sanction Russia, a lot of those countries, it was negative rates. I'm going to tell you right now, we have a problem. We have a problem with our pensions. We've got a problem with our unfunded liabilities, right? We've got a problem with the size of our national debt, right? And all of these things factor in. And and I think to Jason's point, we've got to have something to blame, right? It's almost like we have to have a war so we can say, see, it was Russia's fault. Yep. Right? It was Russia's fault. I know. Sorry, guys. All the pensions are going to get wiped out. Sorry, guys. Your stocks are going to get wiped out. Hey, sorry, guys. Your 401k is going to get wiped out. And you know what? Sorry. Hey, your bank account is going to get wiped out. But, you know, it, but it was Russia's fault. Uh, Joe, and check this out. Zero uh, percent interest rates and big-time quantitative easing, well, that was done on the watch of a socialist president, Barack Obama. And look, and somebody tried to attack their monetary system. That was Libya doing a gold and oil monetary system for Africa. And they shut that down and then less than a year, 2012, uh, the news had to cover it. But, boy, they, they, they got that behind them as fast as they could, Joe. But Russia, which I think is a, is a fake a fake threat to their banking system, I think, it, I think it's orchestrated. This is the biggest emergency in, in all of, of history. Right, Joe? What's the difference? Why why isn't uh, Libya attacking their financial system the same as Russia? I think it's because Russia is playing a part. I think they need this situation for what's getting ready to happen. Yeah, and, and again, uh, if you take Crimea, the Donbass region, if you go to any map prior to the end of World War II, that was Russian territory. Yep, yep. Everybody there speaks Russian. I mean, everybody. It, it, it makes no sense. Yes, I know after World War II, they, they drew some crazy borders. 
I mean, right? We're, we're still, you know, paying the price for some of the borders that got drawn, but it, it just makes no sense. Well, Joe, and check this out. Uh, if they wanted to save a lot of people's lives in Ukraine, Zelensky could have simply just stepped aside and let Russia put their yeah. guy in. Well, no, well, nobody well, dies. He nobody didn't even dies. Have to step aside. He could have just said, you know what? You're right. And he is an actor. <laughs> right? You're right. You guys have that. We'll have ours. Everybody, yeah. you know. Everybody walk it back, but that that didn't happen, and I think deliberately didn't happen. And, and I want to point some things out. You know, the the Federal Reserve has been doing a lot of things that they say they're not supposed to do. You know, once again, rules. Rules that apply in one situation but seemingly don't apply in the next. Uh, the, the Martins, Wall Street on parade through Freedom of Information Act request, found out that the Federal Reserve was bailing out the money market mutual fund liquidity facility. What? Yeah, who knew that? I didn't even know that existed. Right? The, the MMLF. The market mutual money market mutual fund liquidity facility, and this is where you know. Remember, in the during the financial crisis, one of the things that led to the collapse of Lehman was the money market. It broke the buck, right? The, you know, think about this: Bernie Madoff would probably still have been operating today, right? This is how corrupt. Wall Street truly is. The only reason why he got caught was because everybody panicked and they started calling Madoff saying, I want my money. Yep. I want to get out. I'm going to the sidelines, Bernie. That was the only reason they caught him. Joe, and the, and the Fed has something that uh, Bernie Madoff didn't have. If people want to get rid of the, uh, they want to get their out of dollars and be done with the Federal Reserve, you know, Ponzi scheme. Uh, well, when people come looking for money and they're, they're they're freaked out, the Fed can just give them more. Bernie Madoff couldn't just print up a bunch of money. Right, right. And my but my point being, guess what? They changed the rules. And they changed the rules. They changed the rules. So guess what? Next time we can't catch Bernie Madoff. Nope. Because the Fed's going to say, nope, you can't go to the sidelines. Oh, you got a money market account? Sorry, can't go to the side. It's an emergency. So, uh, in March of 2020, the Federal Reserve had to bail out the money markets again. I didn't even know the money markets were in trouble at that time. We speculated. We're like, how, how can this be if no one's paying rents? Right? How could this be? It was done through the Boston Federal Reserve, which is kind of interesting, because you would think that would fall under the New York Federal Reserves, right? Because they're the ones that oversee Wall Street. But no, it was done through the Boston Federal Reserve. And then the Fed took some steps to hide. So journalists, you know, there's journalists out there that, that actually do this type of stuff that made it almost not impossible but extremely difficult for them to figure out what they were doing. So instead of saying, hey, this was the, the, the fund, 
right? So, uh, as an example, and I'll, and I'll give you uh, an example of one of the funds that got bailed out. Uh, how about uh, here we go? One of the one of the funds that got bailed out was from Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley, uh, they, the Fed lent them five hundred and fifty-six million dollars against collateral, and instead of saying what the collateral was, they used its, like, barcode number, 2254EAF16. Well, guess what? That happened to be a, a tranche of debt from Credit Suisse that uh, was a a fund that had collapsed by 50%. Instead of saying, uh, hey, we, we, we let Morgan Stanley borrow money from Credit Suisse and it was their commercial-backed real estate fund. Nope, they've used these numbers to try to hide it. And then they wouldn't even name the bank that got the money. Yeah, see... They don't want full disclosure. They want to know everything we do, but they don't want us to know anything they do. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, and just kind of giving everybody a heads up. There is a price to pay. You know, and I remember when we were doing shows uh, back when it was Eric and I. Telling you that this, this dog doesn't hunt. This math doesn't work. Of course, the money markets were going under. Rates were negative. Can't work. Just can't work. And now, uh, thanks to, to the Martins and Wall Street on Parade and the Freedom of Information Act request, I'm going to tell you right now, every major U.S. bank, and you know what, pretty much this is when, when I was go- going through this, I'm like, okay, well, I know the banks that are going to be left. When it's all, because remember, I told you, they're going to get rid of most of the banks. You know, and they talk about JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Citi, B of A, Wells Fargo, you know the names. But here's what's really interesting. First of all, how they tried to hide it, right? Instead of list, just listing the fund. Hey, it's the Credit Suisse. It's the Deutsche Bank. It's the ABN Ambro. And by the way, another thing that was really interesting in this report, almost all of these funds that they, and again, only of the ones that they reported, when you finally were able to trace it all back, because they tried to make it almost impossible to trace, you know, Okay, who got bailed out and which fund and which bank originated it? But what was funny was it was almost always the a European bank that was selling to U.S. banks these funds that they were using for all of you out there with your money market accounts. These things. Here's what's so funny. The, the Morgan Stanley one that we were talking about, the funny part was the name of that fund was the Morgan Stanley Institutional Liquidity Funds. 
Right? This was, they were selling this to you and I. It's like, hey, this, this one's got tons of liquidity. Don't you worry, man. You can put tons of money in. You can have it whenever you want. It's going to be great. Oh, wait, wait. We need a bailout. And, and, and it was hilarious as we watched. It was 750 million here, 600 million here, 500 million here, 800 million here, 475 million over and over. It was, Jason, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. And when you traced it all back, it was leading up to all of these European banks. And ironically, is it any, is it, are we shocked now with this thing that's happening over there in Ukraine and all of these things? They need cover. Yeah, Joe, and this has been going on for a long time. I mean, we're, we're talking about what's going on now, but this is decades and decades long in the tooth. I mean, Joe, I can't remember a decade that was uh, a lower standard of living than the decade uh, after it, right? It seems like ever since the right. 1960s, right. standard of living has been down every decade. We, we, we keep declining. Now, legally, the Fed, by its own rules, wasn't supposed to do this. Because they know all that you're doing is making the problem worse. Hey, I'm going to kick it down the road. I'm going to cover it up. Right? Think about it. You know, uh, the, the movie Big Daddy, the kid wets the bed and, and they cover it up with newspaper. Well, that's all well and good until you got to go to bed the next day. And this is the same thing. So in their own uh, statutory laws. In order for the Fed to have an emergency loan program, it requires that these emergencies be short-term in nature. Well, man, well, they, hey, Jason, they've thrown that right out the window, right? Think about it. Their, their balance sheet's $9 trillion. There's nothing short-term about it. They talk about Secured with good collateral. It says it right in their bylaw. Well, obviously, if they need to be bailed out, the collateral's no good. Most of the collateral was down anywhere from 35 to 65%. Available to a broad base of financial institutions. In other words, hey, we can't just bail out our darling little banks. Well, you know what's funny? When they got roughly, let's say, just under 5,000 banks. But according to the Martins and the Freedom of Information Act, less than 100 banks got these bailouts. Hmm. I wonder what that tells us. Well, Joe, So none of those things happened. And, and again, it doesn't matter. Well, it's an emergency. We're going to do what we want, right, Jason? Yeah, and, and the, the the Fed balance sheet is just—I mean, something to be that you need to, people need to look at. Those are uh, mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. You know, things that are bought with dollars, right? And and Joe, I, I think as long as people keep accepting dollars for things, they're just going to keep blowing that up over time. I mean, they may sell it off for a little while right now, but we know they're going to have to buy more. And the thing will only explode when people figure out that this is a, a, a valueless money, and then things get really crazy. And I think that's what they're bracing for, Joe. Maybe they're waiting. It's like, maybe this is it. Maybe the jig is up this year. But if they can get away with it, Joe, they'll take that to $18 trillion, 
They'll take it to forty trillion, right? They'll just—they need to put the dollar somewhere, right, Joe? And they'll—if uh, they, people will buy it from them, if countries will buy it, then they, they can reduce their balance sheet. What's happening is nine trillion because nobody's buying it, Joe. So they're just going to keep and, putting and it again, there. And again, nine trillion—just give perspective how big this balance sheet is. That'd be the third largest economy in the world. Yep. yep. That's how big it is. It, it's the size United of Japan. States, and it's the size China, of China. It's the size of Japan. Double the size of Japan. Japan's like five trillion. It's Japan and Germany together, Joe. Japan. Right there, you go. Thank you, Jason. Japan yep. and Germany together. And, and to Jason's point, it's only getting bigger. Listen, they may pretend for a few months to sell it off. It's believe me, it's going to be much, much higher. Uh, you know, we're we're getting ready to come up on the break. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, the today's special, we've got some more one-tenth ounce. We, we went out of stock. We got some back in now. Uh, one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles, uh, $250 a coin on the one-tenth ounce, the Golden Dimes. That's saving 15 bucks a coin, so it's a great savings. But when we get back, we are buying Silver Eagles. If you have silver eagles, I know right now, spot silver is $25.55. If you've got untarnished, untoned silver eagles, we're buying silver eagles today at $34 a coin. It's a rare opportunity. Rare opportunity. So if you've got some silver eagles and and you want to get, you know, over $9 over spot form. Call us up, 800-951-0592. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. I don't know that I've ever done this, but it is what it is. There's a, a huge, huge physical silver shortage. Uh, we're paying $8.5 over spot for untoned silver eagles. Now, I don't, some of them, you know, the some years the mint did a good job, some year they did a bad job. Uh, but if they're toned in in, in black, because you know silver will tone, uh, you're gonna get we we we'll, we'll we'll handle those like they're around, right? So you'll you'll get twenty eight dollars for the tone. But if they're if they're if they're fresh and they're white, thirty four dollars. Uh, an ounce on U.S. Silver Eagle. So one of those green tubes would be $680 if you want to sell them back to us at 800 951 I'm laughing because, I mean, you know, we, we, we sell gold this year, but we also we, we buy it too, right, Jason? Uh, absolutely, Joe. And, and uh, I have a little soft part in my schedule today. I usually am blasted busy so I, this is something i could handle i know i don't know about joe's exact situation i can handle quite a bit of silver today if you wanted to bring in today or uh, or make arrangements for uh, early next week but it, it, this can be this could be a quick turnaround joe yeah ab- absolutely could be and, and if you want to trade it into uh 10th ounce gold eagles uh, we can do that as well again one tenth ounce american gold eagles at 250 i think the reason why the 10th ounce have been so popular the last time they were this popular, Y2K. Y2K. And, and I think because everybody knows digital money's coming. And they want to have 
that gold and silver to barter with. Just in case that's the only way I can get uh, 223 ammo or 556 ammo or to get an AR or, or whatever it may be, right? Hey, uh, I want some... I, I've got some needs for gasoline. I want to get some gasoline, and with the uh, digital currency, I can't buy it. Uh, I need to trade for it. Uh, the, these items very, very popular. So once again, uh, we are buying U.S. Silver Eagles at thirty-four dollars, as long as they're untoned. Uh, spot right now about twenty-five fifty. Uh, we're paying thirty-four dollars. On the U.S. Silver Eagles, the one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles, uh, we are selling those uh, for 250 bucks at 800 951 Everything's down today. Uh, and it's expiration day. The markets are closed tomorrow, so not a big surprise. Gold's off about 10 bucks here, uh, 1969. Uh, silver's down about 50 cents. Uh, and, and the Dow, the Dow was higher all day today. It's just gone negative. The S&P's been negative all day. Uh, the Nasdaq's been make negative all day. The 10-year note, which over the last three days had been falling, which didn't really make sense, got all the way down to about 264 yesterday, all the way back 281 today. So Kim, roaring back today. Uh, and, and that really makes a lot of sense. Even the Japanese tenure is now yielding a quarter of a percent. Uh, the Japanese tenure note has been negative for like the last 15 years plus. Uh, even they're in positive territory now, Jason. That's exactly right, Joe. And I, I wouldn't be too surprised if gold makes a little late day rally going into this weekend. So the, this this gold special would be a, a quite a nice little buy if you if you jump in today. Well, you think about it here. You're 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 saving fifteen dollars on a one tenth ounce American gold eagle. That'd be like gold falling a hundred and fifty, right? Not fifteen. Right, so uh, it, uh, it's it's great value. And to Jason's point, I, it, it wouldn't be surprised, but but I think again next week you got to remember gold was up like six days in a row. It can't go up every day, uh, but take advantage of it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. For those of you uh, out there with those money market accounts, just know you are not immune. They changed the rules from the last time. And I know a lot of you out there say, well, the last time, you know what, I sold my stocks, I went to cash, uh, I lightened up. They're going to make sure you can't do that this time. It's an emergency. And this is why I want to show you every time the SEC and the Federal Reserve break their own rules. The difference is, is now because of what happened the last time, they just they changed the rules. So now they can do what Jason was saying and say, "Well, hey, sorry, that was the rule." It, everyone should follow the right, rule. Hey, sorry. I mean, you know, hey, we 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 made a big announcement. Right, Joe. You We're know, on the back of you, know, somewhere in your your trading platform, your IRA, your four hundred one k. Uh, you clicked a box, or you said okay, or it was in a, the small print somewhere. Oh, well, we notified you. you know, I mean, 
It was on page three of your statement uh, when you had to turn it over and look at the back. But, you know, you got notified. Sorry. So we, we you're stuck. Everybody follows the rules, right, Joe? Just follow the rules. And then yeah. right about the time you're following the rules, they change them on you. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this, too, that we haven't brought it up. J.P. Morgan had earnings yesterday. Wells Fargo had earnings today. And they both sucked. And you know what both banks said? And we're going to hear this from all the banks as they release earnings. Uh, defaults are starting to happen. Yep. Matter of fact, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo both had to put more money into loan loss provisions. Uh, the companies like Morgan Stanley and Goldman, even though they're technically now banks, but they're really trading firms that they made banks, their earnings were good. Which makes sense. Everybody's been freaking out about the stock market and doing a lot of trading. Uh, but the actual banks themselves, yeah, not so much. Not a good sign. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. We are selling one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles, 15 bucks off to 50 a coin. $250 a coin. And it's a, exactly what it's, it, it's exactly a tenth of an ounce of gold uh the, the the interesting part is if you got 10 of them that's an ounce it's actually buying four five dollar liberties would cost you 140 dollars more so that's that's rarely i mean we're just seeing all these abnormalities in the marketplace and jason you know this uh, when, when it comes to to gold 10th ounce is always the most expensive uh, we, but it's just one of those markets where, uh, you know, fractional gold getting harder and harder and harder to get. Uh, one tenth ounce American gold equals 250. We are buying. We're not selling. We are buying silver eagles. Uh, untarnished silver eagles, uh, at $34 an ounce. That's eight and a half dollars above spot, uh, or $680 a roll at 800. Nine five one zero five nine two. This is just breaking. This is going to be a problem. Uh, the European Commission, in an internal note, Zero Hedge uh, is reporting that they said that European buyers agreeing to pay for Russian gas in rubles will be a violation of sanctions uh, that they have imposed on Russia. Now, Russia gave them a workaround. And said, all you unfriendly nations, you can pay Gazprom in euros or dollars, whatever the contract was. But then Gazprom was going to immediately convert it to euros to complete the transaction. Uh, the European Commission says, nope, not going to work, not going to allow it. Uh, and again, if, if the gas gets shut off, I, th- I think crude oil goes up, I don't know, $20, $30 a barrel instantaneously. Uh, gold would probably go up $1 to $200 instantly. Natural gas would probably triple in price, Jason. Just think of what kind of a bully tactic that is, Joe. If you're not with me, you're against me. I mean, that's essentially what they just said. Well, and again, we got to remember, right, the United States has not allowed Russia to make the latest bond payment. We're in this 30-day grace period. Russia actually had the money, 
and, 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 and they had euros or dollars. Our government said no. Russia tried to pay it then in rubles. They said no. Uh, this next, these next two weeks are going to be very interesting. I have a feeling if the United States forces Russia in default, then Russia's appealing to the national court or something. I don't know who. Why do I think the response from Russia will be, okay, if you're going to force us to default, we're shutting the gas off? Just think about what you just said, Joe. Somebody that owes a debt wants to pay. They want to pay in the normal currency, and, and, and the, uh, the borrower says, no. How about euros? No. Well, how about rubles? No. You're talking about rigged, Joe. What a rigged situation. Hey, we have debt we it, want to pay back. No. And again, this is going to cause huge turmoil. I think this is why, too, remember now, and I think what was it, Sri Lanka? We already got another country in default as well. We haven't yep. even talked about it. Yep. Uh, but why do I got a feeling these banks, why they're beefing up their loan losses? Uh, because they, they've been told what's coming. I hope you guys are getting ready for it. 800 951 0592. 